welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. We're talking basketball again with Steven Sosa. I don't know why I'm doing this voice, so I apologize to everybody. It's high and nasally, and I'm going to bring it down a level to my normal talking voice. So I apologize. Hey, Steven, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> so we're, we're about to go over our all-time starting five. And what I'm curious about for you, Steven, before you start breaking into who your starting five w- would be, what are your qualifications? Like, how did you go about, because I know I went about it a spe- specific way. How did you go about creating your starting five? What were you looking for? Well, I I was looking for players who, uh, I ha- I, now I have one person who doesn't need the ball. I, that was important to me. Yes. That I, I have one person that doesn't need the ball to be effective. And uh, just kind of rebounds the ball and gives the ball to everybody else. I also thought I needed somebody who can defend. All my guys are great defenders. Um, And um, most of my guys are great all-around players. But um, I'll get into that when we, we, um, you know, go into it so good well i've been thinking about what is going to be the best way to go about like the reveal because we each have our five and so i was thinking we would go position for position i understand that there may be some positionless positions you're just like these are my best five that i'm throwing out here but obviously someone's going to have to bring the ball up someone's going to be down low people are going to be wings etc yeah we'll just go from point guard to center like usual Sorry, there's going to be somebody protecting the basket. Yeah. So. Yep. Okay. So my point guard would be LeBron James. Okay. Uh, hey, that nothing wrong with that one right there. Uh, who's your point guard? Okay. Um, who I have at point is Michael Jordan because I went a little bit positionless here. Okay. Um. My bigs are a little bit more traditional. My four and my five spot are a little bit more traditional. Okay. But that's that's because I wanted rebounding and defense in those spots, right? So then then let's look at who your shooting guard is. Let's just do a quick run through of all the people. Okay. So my point at at my point guard, I have Michael Jordan um, at my, and I know he wasn't a, true point guard but um again going somewhat positionless i have michael jordan at point guard i have uh at shooting guard kobe bryant because i have to have kobe bryant on my all-time starting five i can't not have him so okay yeah so i i i put him there and uh yeah just keep going through your list and i'll do mine that's probably going to be the best way oh okay And, and then uh at my three spot, I have LeBron James. Um, and some people may disagree with that, but to me, uh, just, you know, um, some people may pick Bird, um, and he was a great player, but, um, you know, I just think for me, it's LeBron. Uh, so LeBron's at my three, 
And then on my four, I have Dennis Rodman. Ooh, with the rebound. Yeah, rebounding and defense. And he could defend all five positions. And he he um, had so many years where he just – I don't think he ever had a year in his career in the NBA where he didn't average double-digit rebounds. Even in his last season in the NBA. On the Lakers or the Mavs or whoever it was? It was the Lakers. He uh, he averaged 11 rebounds a game. He ended up getting cut from the team because he was a pain in the ass. But um, he uh, was a great rebounder. And, and I think the fact that in his last year, he still averaged 11 rebounds shows what a great rebounder he was, you know? Yeah. Who you got at center. And then, then Hakeem Olajuwon Interesting. is at my center. Mr. Quadruple and, Double, huh? Huh? Mr. Quadruple Double. Yeah, yeah. Um uh he uh um he has more than one quadruple double, uh, like you were saying in his career. Um and uh I can't remember how many, but I know it's more than one. Uh, and um, he just, he's the best post-up player ever. Hands down, there's nobody even close. Um, uh, he has the best footwork ever. Um, he was like the first big who had like an automatic uh, mid-range jump shot. You know, so so he was like, you know, unbelievable. And he at, at the center position, um, uh, there was there was no more fundamentally sound uh, big, I, I think, than him. Plus, he, he could block shots. He could rebound. He could do all that. So, yeah, looking at looking at my starting five, the one thing I'm most concerned about, and I'll go through it really quick, is that there is I only have one person who can truly spread the floor. So LeBron can kind of spread the floor for people, but it's got to be pretty. Uh, it's got to be pretty fundamental basketball with my team. But a uh, point guard, I have LeBron. Shooting guard, I have Michael Jordan. Small forward, Kevin Durant. Power forward, Tim Duncan, and then my center is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I like that. Do you know that I have changed my all-time starting five because I do this for fun in my head a lot. Like, I'll think about stuff like this just for fun. Like, who would be my all-time starting five and stuff? And so my all-time starting five has changed a few times over the years. And I used to have Tim Duncan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar along with Michael Jordan and Le- uh, LeBron, all in my starting five. Um, the reason so. that I have it set up like that, too, is because there's really only one super alpha dog on this team. The person who's like, give me the ball, and that's Michael Jordan. The only reason that Michael Jordan was ever super alpha doggy is because he was he was playing with Scottie Pippen. And not to like diminish anybody else, like Ron Harper, 
Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman, all of these other players that he played with, but they're nowhere near the level of my remaining four. So I think that he could coexist and trust these other members of his team. And really the only person who I feel like absolutely needs the ball in his hand, uh, I guess it could be both of them, would be like Katie, who has over time like a really high usage rate. And then LeBron has not a historically high usage rate, but he has the ball in his hands a lot. So you'd have two people who are sharing the ball what sucks with Jordan is that you are, and also it depends on who this team is playing. If this, if this team is just going up against Joe Schmo, Los Angeles Lakers of 2020, they're yeah. going to, to, to dominate obviously. Yeah. But if they're yeah. going against other all time teams, my only concern is going to be how you kind of stop the, the ISO. And the reason that I didn't include Kobe is because Kobe is great. It's, it's kind of ironic. Kobe is like one of my favorite players growing up as a kid. But him and MJ are kind of redundant. Exactly. That, yeah. Exactly. So you have two people who have the exact same type of game. And unfortunately, Kobe's three-point shooting wasn't good enough throughout his career for like, all right, Kobe, you're going to go be a spot-up spot up shooter. LeBron's not going to be mad if he's not taking shots. I don't think Kareem's going to be mad if he's not taking shots. I know for sure Tim Duncan's not going to be mad if he's not taking shots. But yeah. um, I know KD is going to want to get his up. But honestly, if you look at like KD with Golden State, mm-hmm. he was okay with not having the ball as long as he had other good people around him. And so what I love yeah, with my that team, offense, you kind of have to be okay with not having the ball sometimes. Shortest yeah. player on my team is six foot six. Uh, that's Michael Jordan. And then everyone right. else is six foot nine or above. So mm-hmm. height, I feel like, is really a the most important okay. factor in basketball after actual talent i know that sounds stupid but but you know what i mean no 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 if you're just like really big you're going to be able to do great if you just kind of try and notable miss would be like Shaq, who's not on this list i don't feel like Shaq ever tried but his size allowed him to be one of the most dominant players ever yeah what what Shaq, what made Shaq so good was that he like for a guy as huge as he was, and he was a giant, he's a giant dude. He's like one of the biggest people who ever roamed the face of the earth. Okay. And he's like, to me, when I think of Shaq, I think of like a real life Goliath. And that's how he played. And, and uh, what made him crazy was that he could move uh so well like he can make quick moves and run pretty fast he could that big guy could move you know and he was nimble like you know so that's what made Shaq great was that nobody had ever seen anybody that big be able to move like that yes and and the reason that I ended up not going with Shaq is because if I was someone who was playing against this team I just foul Shaq all the time career 52% shooter. Kareem is a 72% career free throw shooter from the line. And I just felt like Kareem's defense was, it was never amazing from what I've been able to look up. He never won like many defensive player awards, but he was formidable. I think like, is Kareem like seven, four? He was seven foot two. I believe. So he's still, he's still pretty giant. Uh, He's a little bit taller than Shaq, taller than Wilt. And that height around the basket is just, even if you're not great at defense, 
going to be pretty, pretty useful. Cause uh, although I love Dennis Rodman and you, I love that wild card choice. Cause I would have never thought in a million years you'd have Dennis Rodman. <laughs> I don't know why um, as your four yeah. in particular, the only reason I, I wouldn't do that is like, you know what you're getting with him. It's just defense. Um, and, and no offense. Rebound. Yeah. Yeah. And offense, offensive and defensive rebounds, but all of the players that I have here, LeBron, MJ, Katie, Tim Duncan, and Kareem have shown they can dominate offensively and their defense isn't suspect enough to warrant them not playing. Mm-hmm. Like my team yeah, would dominate um, your team, Steven. <laughs> huh? Huh? Your team would dominate my, my team? team? Even though we have two redundant players, like so LeBron and MJ, uh, both would be playing like Ooh, MJ's gonna guard. Dude, I wish we had a time machine so bad and we could actually play this out because I think your team would have a lot of trouble scoring and getting rebounds against my team. But you think my team would struggle to score against Katie? My... Is Katie is seven feet tall? All we're gonna do is shoot threes over who do you have playing small forward? LeBron James. Oh, I've seen LeBron. that a couple times in the finals. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I mean, KD was on the Golden State Monstars, let's be honest. But I'm saying his team was significantly better than LeBron's. But um, LeBron was playing him one on one for both of those shots. <laughs> I, I'm just saying it's a, you know, he was on a much better team. Agreed. But uh, um, I'm not, I mean, your team is it's a great team and everything. Um, I, I'm basically just uh, talking up my team. kind of. No, no, no. I know. I, I like it. I, I, you, you tell me why I'm wrong. I'm, I'm all about it. Oh, because um, uh, Dennis Rodman could defend all five positions, like legitimately. Um, and, but he can't guard all five of them at one time. Well, of course, but, but all my guys can defend at a high level because we're talking about all these guys in their prime. So if I have yes. like, like 0506 Kobe and then like 1988 Jordan. Okay. And then like put Rodman and 89 in there. Right. And cause he was better on the Pistons than he was when he was on the bulls. Agreed. Um, or any other team. Um, uh, then I've got, you put Hakeem, you know, when he was at his best, all these players at their best. I just think, um, uh, I, I, I want to say something real quick about the um, going off on a little bit of a tangent, but Definitely. I want to say something r- really quick about the uh people talking about he needs the so-and-so needs the ball and so does this person and so does that person i think that that is um is a little bit overblown because i think if you put a bunch of great players on a team even if even if they all need the ball uh or are are best with the ball you know, these guys are pros. They'll figure out how to win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, fair. fair. But, but especially but, when they're playing, like the only time that people need the ball in their hands is when their teammates aren't good. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, it's essentially what that, what I take away from whatever, whenever anyone says like, cause what, like, sorry, just continuing your tangent. Cause when you think of the nets right now, we're recording this February 9th, everyone's just like Harden, Kyrie and Durant can't coexist. And we've seen Kevin Durant coexist with people that need the ball and they just coexist. We've never really seen Harden besides when he was a kid, just right out of college have to like share the ball. And then Kyrie has, was able to defer or take on the challenge when LeBron was playing with them. So I've never, yeah. when I saw that they were all combined, I'm just like, that's some potent thing. And what's kind of cool. If we see the nets end up like beating the Lakers in the championship, I would, that would make me even more confident that my team is like where it's at because the common trope of good offense beats good defense. I don't know. I think you need, you can't have zero defense, obviously. Like as long as you're playing 50% defense. Right. You got to be able to stop the teams, the other teams some of the time. Yes. Yeah. So. And then at least. And like, I'm just going to throw this uh, at you, Steven, for like how I would match up against your team. Um, yeah. Obviously, I can't control who you are going to have defend my people, but I would have. Okay, I'd put LeBron and LeBron. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Ooh, KD on Kobe, and then MJ on MJ, just to like cancel each other out. Really, it's the bigs where I'm seeing a little difference. I'm gonna put Kareem on Rodman, and then Kareem won't have to play any defense, and he can just focus on offense. And then I'm putting Tim Duncan on, on Hakeem. And Kareem would still have to worry about uh, Rodman hurting your team on the boards. I, uh, you know, so you'd have to worry about that. But that that's about it. Offensive you know? boards, you mean? Um, on both ends, like he would have to worry about uh, defensive rebounds as well. Um, because Rodman was just that much of a beast on the boards, you know? Um, and I know he was only six, eight, but that guy, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. I know. know not, not, not nothing against Rodman at all, but like uh, we have a, uh, we have Tim Duncan is one of five players for 15, all NBA selections, but more, more importantly, 15, all defensive teams. So like we got the right. defense too. Um, and I think he would, because of like, you know, they call him Mr. Fundamental, the big fundamental. Of I course. think that he would be able to do just fine with, if you have Hakeem on him or if you have, and honestly, I don't I plan on Hakeem, having, oh wait, who would, who would you have defend my players actually? Okay. So let's see. You had, uh, LeBron at point guard, KD, LeBron at point guard, MJ shooting okay. guard, Duncan power forward and Kareem at center. Okay, so uh, I have no problem having uh, Dennis Rodman uh, if we're just talking about matching up man-to-man, you know, um, and not like playing zone or playing some kind of combination defense or anything like that. Um, you know, if we're just talking about matching up man to man, I have no problem with any of my guys defending any of your guys. Um, and, and I, I'm just playfully being like, dude, my lineup would kick your lineups, butt, you know, but like both, yeah, our cause lineups, this is never actually going to happen. <laughs> right. It's hypothetical. And, and really both of these lineups are great. And, 
you know, would win a lot if it if you put all those players in their prime. Like, shoot, most of those players, you, you put them together, even when they're out of their prime, they're going to kill everybody, you know? But but mine's gonna beat yours. <laughs> yeah, um, yours yours. I mean, we. I think we both have a pretty balanced uh, attack with our lineups. I was going know? to ask about that though, Stephen. You have no three point shooters. If your uh, best your best three point shooter is LeBron, I beg to differ. Um, I. I know Kobe was more of a mid-range jump shooter and career so three-point shooting for Kobe 329. Right, but Kobe it's not like Kobe couldn't hit the three. He he once knocked down 12 three-pointers in a game. So and that used to be an NBA record for a long time. So, you know, he could get hot from there is my point. Um and so could Michael, even though he was more of a mid-range jump shooter. So um, I understand that statistically LeBron's probably the best one. On your team? But yeah. Like all I need is... Oh my goodness. LeBron's career three-point percentage is 20%. That can't be right. Well, he's not really a three-point shooter. Um. I, I don't know what you're looking at, but that doesn't sound right. Oh, there me. we go. He's 34, 34%. That seems, that that's seems not more bad. Accurate. That's not bad. So that's, that's good. Actually. It's not great. Cause 40% and above is great. Yeah. Katie's but, at 38%. Yeah. So he's the best of all 10 of our players. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't have great three-point shooters, but I do have guys that can that can uh get hot from there, you know. Yeah. Uh Michael and Kobe could, LeBron would have some games where he would get hot from three. Um uh like he did in game 7, for example, uh in 2013 against the Spurs. Um and or was it game six? I think it was game seven. I can't remember. But one of those games in 2013 in the finals, I remember they were they were daring LeBron to shoot from three, and he was knocking down the shot. And uh, he was doing it the whole game. And uh, so all these guys, LeBron, Michael, Kobe, uh, have – proven that they can knock down a three-point shot. Now, I understand that Hakeem and Dennis Rodman, uh, they're not really, um, you know, guys that can uh, shoot the heck out of the ball. Hakeem's got a mid-range jumper that's pretty automatic, but those two guys have no three-point range at all. And Rodman's not going to give you a lot of scoring. But what I like about having Rodman is I like having one guy, like I said, that doesn't need the ball, you know, uh, to be effective. And and don't forget, there's a whole other side of the ball, too. There's a whole other side of the court where defensively, I think I could force enough turnovers, get enough rebounds, 
get enough fast break points and stuff like that, that, you know, I, my team could at least uh, compete against your team. So. Yeah. And then Kobe has more all defensive teams than LeBron does. LeBron has six. Kobe has 12. And just looking at MJ, obviously we both have MJ. So I wouldn't even look at that. I should probably be looking at um, Kevin Durant, but here's the thing with, Kevin Durant when it comes to like defense it seems like he just turns it on whenever he wants <laughs> you know what I, yeah he kind of I mean? picks his spots but um I feel like there were there were times when because uh, uh, I feel like there were times when Kobe and Michael kind of picked their spots defensively and I don't blame them for doing that because they had to carry such a heavy load offensively, you know, but they were, they were guys that they were, they were pretty good on defense for most of the game, most games. And then they would have two or three possessions usually um, unless they decided they were going to be a lockdown defender for a whole game, you know, Um, they, that's kind of like the question that I have for you too, Stephen. Like, th- w- what I was imagining was this would be like a seven-game series, best out of seven. Okay. Because I would say if if you're looking at this from like a one-game standpoint, I 100% agree with your assessment. Like, well, Michael Jordan could catch fire from three, or Kobe could catch fire from three, or or whatever. And so, like, I right, I just there's no way of looking of at a specific guys. game, huh? There's no way of looking at a a specific one game because whenever you do like the top five, your top starting five or whatever, if you just play one game, I would just be like, it's really, you could have Clay Thompson for that one game and he could go off for 63 and it'd be nice to have Clay Thompson because he can D up and knock down three point shots. Right. So I see your, I see where you're going with the seven game series thing. Cause then we really get to see who's the better team in a seven game series. Yes. You know, it's not one team got lucky for one game. Who would, who would you have coach your starting five? Oh, um, uh, can it not be an NBA coach? Absolutely. Or do I have to go NBA coach? Take whoever you want. Uh, I would, I would have to say John Wooden. I would have Ooh. to go with the Wizard of Westwood. We'd be running and gunning, baby. I like that. Ooh, that's a good one. Man, now that makes me kind of want to change. I don't, like personally, I don't find F- Phil Jackson to be that great of a coach, even though he coached the Lakers to five championships, which was great. I just feel like he has very regularly had the best players ever on his team. And I think that has more to do with his success than because if you see, if you like think about it, he's like, oh crap, Shaq's gone. Yep, I'm leaving too. And then after, uh, after like uh, the back to back championships, like waits another year, just like, I am also leaving now that Kobe's on the downside of his career. Um, obviously, he didn't have as much control in, in the Chicago situation. Well, in in Phil in Phil Jackson's defense, he Kobe convinced him. I I I uh, happen to know this. Um, he Kobe convinced Phil Jackson to come back for the 2010-11 season, and. Uh, Phil didn't want to come back and, and uh, Phil ended up, Phil Jackson ended up having uh, uh, 
like prostate cancer, I believe it was. Yeah. And so he had cancer when they were going for their three peat, you know, and he still he still Check coached them. So yeah. Um all of that just say I really like the wooden selection. So I don't feel like I can copy the coach that you're gonna gonna take. Okay. I would honestly, based on literally the last two seasons, can I Greg, guess Greg Popovich? That is exactly who I was going to guess. Yep. Yeah, I figured like it, he he has been just phenomenal. Like he had not to say like he doesn't have any talent on his team, but they just continue to find a way to win. And yeah, I think that speaks more volumes than the number of championship rings he's he's won. Right. He he I think he he just all that guy does is win basically and and this year i think they haven't had uh so so much luck but like in general there was an over 20 year period where he was making the playoffs like every single year and even when they in san antonio <laughs> yeah um they were they were like they're not one of the sexy NBA cities. They don't play a sexy style, you know. They share the ball. They defend. They, they're from for for the most part. Uh, Phil, I mean, for the most part, Greg Popovich's uh, Spurs team has teams have been a very vanilla, fundamentally sound, share the ball kind of team, you know. Yeah. And and uh um they just win. So, you know, you, uh, to me you can't argue with results. To me they're like the Patriots, what the Patriots used to be in the NFL. That's what the Spurs have been in the NBA for so long. And people have made that comparison before, but I think that is so dead on that like they're just they always win and they don't always win the championship, but they're almost always a winning team almost every year, you know? And uh, yeah, you can't overlook that. Yes. So. And I think he would just be, you know, he's, it's always good to have uh, one of your players that you did coach your entire career still on the team. So that's another reason. Um, and I don't have, I guess, Phil Jackson with MJ. I don't really like any of LeBron's coaches ever, except maybe Eric Spolstra mm -hmm. and Kareem has had quite a few. He had uh, Eric Spolstra is a hell of a coach, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He did great last, he did great last year, but I, I still, the, the thing where you're probably, probably getting close to the, to the end of this, but just what I, I want to say too, I, I, I know you're not ready for the Steven, so no pressure. I'll go first, but well, so we have our starting five. Now we get to choose just three players. It's going to be an eight-man team for both of us to make our teams even a little bit more competitive with one another. Three okay. players that you can um, that you can add. So okay. I, I would add. I this is like the hardest thing for me. It's 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 between Shaq and Wilt. I think that I would go with. Wilt, Shaq. no, with Wilt, um, a little bit more over Shaq just because okay. 
I don't, I don't know what, like both of them are like carbon copies of one another, but I think yeah. Wilt is a little bit taller. Let me just check that really quick. He's like six, four, right? I, six, four is my go-to for any, <laughs> no, he's seven, one. I was going to say he's like he's the same height as Shaq. Oh no. See, this is hard as I, even as I, even though I had more time to prep for this question. I'm like, right. what you, you watched the Kobe and Shaq Lakers all those years. Yeah, I, I, I expected you to go with Shaq. Uh, I think, okay. All right. This is how I'm going to do it. I am going to go with Shaq. You've convinced me, but I'm going to go with Shaq, uh, athletic Shaq. So fast running Shaq. Cause I feel like I right, want to have a right. fast You're break going team. with the magic Shaq. Yeah. I'm going with magic Shaq. Cause I think he will work with my team a little bit better. Then I am going to add Larry Bird. Okay. And my last player, this is the one that I'm the most nervous about, but I feel like I just have to do it so that we have more, more potential shooting. I would throw mm-hmm. in Steph Curry. Oh, shoot. So Steph See? Bird and Shaq would be my three. That, oh my gosh. Like, you put Steph on that team. I mean, they, you know, you can beat anyone anywhere, anytime. Uh, Steph is such a badass shooter. Like, oh my God. Um, he, he changed the game, you know? Exactly. Um, and, and, uh, Bird, obviously, one of the all time great shooters, one of the best all around de- uh, players ever a better defensive player than I think he gets credit for. Um, and, and um, he uh, was a little bit more of a mid range shooter than, than I think a lot of people realize because people know him for his three point shooting, I think, you know? Um, he, so he's, everybody remembers when he walked into the locker room before the three-point contest and said which one of you guys is coming in second you know bird always did that kind of stuff um and then he went out and won it you know um so but you you have shooting and then you have Shaq um who even if even if you're fouling Shaq and sending him to the line he's putting your team in foul trouble and you have to double Shaq, like, like you're gonna have to double him at some point. And then you got Steph and Bird out there. I mean, come on, like that that's not fair. That's that's awesome. So kudos on your three. Yeah, I'm not gonna um, lie. The more that we've been doing this, the more I am I like I understand why you selected this person, but I'm becoming more and more skeptical of Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Why? I don't know why. Like, I don't, as an all time, like, I know that this is just an exercise, but like having 100%, like you can only have 100%, like that's the max that you can have. You're getting 100% on defense and like maybe 1% on offense. Like even his putbacks weren't, like he wasn't that great at it. His points were always low. I don't know. Like I just, Rodman liked, Rodman could have had a lot. I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to make the, I just want to make the point that Rodman liked to have the games where you'd have 30, 30 rebounds and like four points, right? He loved those kind of games because he wanted to be known as a rebounder, like, you know, as a great rebounder, which he was. 
but so like he actually liked the games where he just grabbed tons of rebounds and didn't have very many points and he had no problem giving the ball to you know michael and scotty and those guys fair so and and i like that i have in rodman a guy who like i said earlier doesn't need the ball he can defend all five positions legitimately um and he he can rebound his ass off so like in any given game he can give me you know 25 rebounds against anyone um i so i like i like uh having rodman for for those reasons i like having a guy also one guy who doesn't need the ball to be effective right yeah so fair 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 but who, who um, would you be the three that you'd add to your team to try to okay, mix it up a little? The, the three that I would add to my team would be, I would go with Tracy McGrady. Ooh, I like that. A prime team act, like 03. Um, and then like pre, pre-knee injuries and all that, you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, T Mac, I think, was better than a lot of people realized. Like, there really was very little difference talent wise between T Mac, Kobe, and Michael. Like, that's how good he was. Uh, and Kobe even said that um, T Mac was basically a little bit taller version of him. So, uh, and I think that's spot on. Um, so T-Mac was a beast in his prime. Uh, so I'd go T-Mac uh, and then uh, let's see, I'll go with a big with my next uh, pick. And I got to go. I'll go Kareem. Okay. Okay. Um, and then uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, I, I toss it in the post, and nobody's going to be able to stop that sky hook. Um, uh, and because nobody was able to, that's why he's the number one scorer ever. You know, plus he could rebound. He could defend a little bit. Uh, so uh, You're making I'm my points with, for me. Well... I'm not saying like by not picking Kareem in my original starting five, like Kareem is, I want to make one thing clear. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is my favorite center of all time, but I was trying to come up with, you know, uh, uh, the best starting five that I could come up with. And, and so I was trying not to just like, you know, I I played favorites. Not playing a favorites. Bit. I got you. I played favorites a little bit by throwing Kobe in there, but like, um, you know, I'm like, I'm just trying to put together a really good team, and these five guys I think would whoop ass. Yeah. So I didn't. So even though I love uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I know a ton about him. 
and he was a great player. He's my favorite center ever. I didn't put him in there. Uh, but I would have him off the bench because he was awesome, and he's my favorite center ever. I, I got to have him off the bench. So I got T-Mac. I got Kareem. Also, Kareem played for John Wooden, and he's my coach. So, Fair. you know, for, of my team. So, um, so I got Kareem. And then my third player, I'll throw Magic in there since you went bird. I like that. I'll go Magic Johnson. It's so weird. I had him on here. And the reason I ended up not going with him is I think I, I never got to Lack watch him play. Booty. So I want to be careful with this, but I don't think he's that good. <laughs> he's on. I don't like, I know like he played like the most and I'm a Lakers fan. So that's like, what's crazy about it. I've just always been like, why? Like, can you explain? Like, yeah, that's a really good question. Why? Like, Whenever I do watch him, just like, all right, yep, flashy passing, great at getting assists, but like you can't really, you depend on everybody else for your scoring. Like when did Kareem end up leaving the like the Lakers? Um, he had, granted, I guess he didn't have like that amazing of players with him. Like Byron Scott's not that amazing. James Worthy was good. Um, I, I Michael got Thompson. I don't know why I've never, I love the rivalries between him and Bird, but for whatever reason, I've always just been like, I don't know. I, I happen to know a ton about Magic Johnson and his career and all that. And I've read multiple books. I've read like three books that were like exclusively about Magic Johnson. Well, uh, when the game was ours was Magic and Bird, but it, it talks a lot about Magic in there. And I read Magic's Touch and I read Magic's autobi autobiography called My Life. And uh, I've, I, I've, I know a lot about what he did. And he wasn't a great shooter, but in a lot of ways, he was a lot like LeBron James is. Um, he, he wasn't quite as athletic, but he basically was LeBron before LeBron. He was six foot nine. He could handle the ball. He was probably the best passer that ever played the game. Um, and, and I, that is, uh, not like not going purely by stats because if we're only going by stats, then the top, uh, person in assists ever is John Stockton averaged 12 assists for yeah. his career. But, but magic Johnson was a six nine guy that could could handle the ball and pass it, and uh, very much like LeBron, he could rebound. Uh, he was a threat to get a triple double against anyone. Had a great feel for the game, and and in Game Six, I reject the notion that he just relied on everybody else for his scoring for for scoring. Because even though he liked to get everybody involved, he could score with the best of them. Uh, he, uh, he just was an unselfish guy who was best when he was getting everybody else involved, right? Yeah. Um, but he, could, he was like, uh, he was one of the first guards that could 
grab the rebound and start the and fast break, you know? Um, I just, and, I think that's kind of the problem, Steven. I just don't think, I think he probably was amazing in the eighties. I just don't see him with how the game has evolved. And I think that's why I don't like him as much. Like he's not unique anymore. He was super I, unique for his time, a point guard at like six, nine or whatever that could rebound and do that. But like, and he handle can handle the ball. The ball. LeBron can handle the ball like every Gian, Giannis can handle the ball. Like it's I just seems like standard magic. I don't right, but the reason it's the standard has a lot to do with with him, uh, sure. magic and what he did. And and uh, magic in game six of the 1980 finals for all the marbles without Kareem Abdul Jabbar, and he was a rookie this year. Magic Johnson was a rookie in 1980 when in game six of the finals against the Philadelphia 76ers, he played, uh, he played multiple positions in that game. He started at center. Um, and, and, uh, he, uh, recorded 42 points. He's a rookie now. Uh, he, and he recorded 42 points, 15 rebounds, and seven assists in that game. And they won that game and the championship without Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was at home hobbled. Yeah. So I just, I got to stick up for my man, Magic Johnson. So. And I don't, I don't want it to come across like I think he's not one of the greatest of all time. And honestly, basketball wouldn't be basketball without him having been a player during the 80s. So I'm very grateful for that. Just one of those right. things, like as things age, it's like, you know, like I'm, I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful that you're around so that basketball could become super popular. But um, I don't think your talent translate uh, translates as well as it as it may have during the eighties into like the future, but all the points that you made, Steven, I, I can't, I can't argue that yeah. for a rookie to win a championship with Kareem being out. That is an amazing feat. I can't disagree with that. Cause it is. Yeah. And 42 points, you know, you, I, I just want to point out scored 42 without Kareem. Um, so, you know, he could score. Um, he, he wasn't a great shooter most of the time, but like neither is LeBron James and he's the best player in the NBA, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but I think what, what Magic Johnson would be now is really he'd probably be like something like Nikola Jokic, I think, you know? He would be a big in today's league. But I think... He would um, be one of the most beastly, most elite bigs in the NBA, you know? Yeah. So. Great. Well, uh, Steven, do you have any other things uh, to say besides you concede to my team as the champion of a seven-game series? I do not. Uh, I I do not. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with my guys, yeah. but uh, um, your T Mac pick. I really love that pick, by the way. Like, as far as like the biggest, the Rodman was a good, like, was a, a strong surprise, and I loved it. But um, the T Mac uh, one, that one, that one got me thinking a little bit. I'm like, you know what? T Mac was 
really, really good. People just don't realize it. I know Bill Simmons talks about this all the time. Like he goes to the magic to play with Grant Hill. Grant Hill gets injured. He goes to Houston play with uh, Yao Ming. And Yao almost, Ming has the, the foot, the feet problem. And then you just right. never, never stars never aligned. Right. Right. Give and, him Pau and, Gasol for a couple seasons. Right. He, uh, he, right. Like he just never, uh, like the best team that he was on was when he was in Houston and he wasn't even in his prime by then he was good, but he was not at his best then, you know? Um, and, and so I think if you gave him Shaquille, if you gave O2 T-Mac O2 Shaquille O'Neal to play with, right. Or if the magic had ended up getting Tim Duncan, like they were, they almost did. Um, uh, if those things would have happened, T Mac could have a couple of championships right now, at least. I think. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, this was a, a a fun conversation. That's definitely. all in theory. So, uh, thanks a ton, Stephen, for joining today. And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you all give it a listen. Don't waste your time commenting, and from the looks of it, nobody ever really spent any time commenting. Do subscribe so that you can always get the new pieces as they come in. That's really all that I have, because there's nothing else to say. Keep being better, and looking forward to chatting with you next time.